When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us as we roll into the third hour here. And we are joined now by Dr. Bhattacharya, who is at Stanford, and he is one of the individuals named in what I think is perhaps the most consequential case to yet emerge anywhere in the federal court system relating to COVID, that is the, uh, the Judge Dowdy decision that came down on July 4th. Um, and uh, we appreciate you coming on, Dr. Bhattacharya. You've been so right about so much relating to COVID, lockdowns, masking, uh, everything, and you've been brave to speak out as you have. What was your reaction when you saw that opinion come down on July 4th? How consequential do you think it is? And do you see it going forward having a substantial impact in terms of the marketplace of ideas and free speech in this country? I was absolutely delighted. I I think uh, during the pandemic, I personally have experienced this censorship machine used by the federal government And it's not just to, like, silence people. Really, the the purpose is to make people think that even true facts that are inconvenient to the government are false, so that people speaking up against it will will be seen as, like, you know, wrong or spreading misinformation when, in fact, they're not. Um, And that's the the way that the federal government did that is they would go to social media companies. This is something we discovered through this lawsuit and tell them, these are the people you need to censor. These are the ideas you need to deem misinformation. And I think that it played a tremendously bad role during the pandemic. It led to many policies like the school closures continuing long past the time when scientific evidence said they were really a bad idea. Um, And so we've heard a lot of kids and a lot of people as a result of that. And so when Judge Dowdy's decision came down, I was I just exalted. It's like the American experiment renewing itself. It's saying, look, the First Amendment really does mean something. Dr. J, is there uh, any sense in your mind that 
the medical establishment as it is uh, as it exists at say the CDC, NIH, NIAID, which are named in this lawsuit. Are they aware of what they did in terms of being wrong as well as suppressing, or are they living in a totally delusional state? I mean, you may have seen the New York Times, which I know is not one of those organizations, but represents a similar point of view, um, criticize the judge in this case for saying that vaccines don't prevent transmission, as if holding that obviously true belief is a problem. They, they're still in denial, I, I'm afraid to say. They're still... You know, giving themselves awards, awarding themselves like you know, distinguished professorships for having gotten gotten everything wrong. Um, I don't think that the medical establishment as a whole, or at least certainly not the, the top leadership of it, um, or the public health establishment, has fully understood how how wrong headed the policies that how destructive the policies that they pushed during the pandemic actually were. And I'm I'm really afraid that this this will happen again. That if we have another pandemic, it'll happen again. This is why free speech is so important. We need to be able to be, to push back against this um, without without this sort of thumb of the the government you know sort of suppressing suppressing free conversation uh, saying okay this th- this person is spreading misinformation even though they're saying true things i mean it it's 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 shocking but i i i'm hopeful that now that we are starting to see some pushback from the from the uh, the courts in this kind of government behavior that we we can reverse it. That is right now it's not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I don't think we have yet reversed it within the leadership of the medical establishment or the public health establishment. Buck and I talk. Thank you for coming on the show, Doctor Bhattacharya. I think it was last year. Uh, so not this 2023, but in 2022, the entire Stanford Med School graduating class wore masks uh, as a part of the graduation ceremony or photographs. Um, I know that you certainly have been attacked vociferously inside of the Stanford community for the opinions that you have shared. When you look around the medical establishment and you see things that are being said that are scientifically not true, for instance, men can get pregnant, uh, sometimes doctors get the gender of a baby wrong at birth, uh, you know, if you stand six feet from someone, you're not going to get COVID. And they are accepted now. How do we get back to medicine actually supporting science and supporting the scientific method, which requires a rigorous questioning of everything? That's the entire purpose of science, uh, as opposed to Fauci saying, basically, I am the science. And if you question him on anything, you are somehow guilty of purveying misinformation. You know, the funny thing is, it's actually normal for the medical establishment to say false things. It's, it's actually normal for scientists to say false things. Most of what we say uh, uh, that, that's not like solidly already, you know, like the earth is round or whatever, uh, that kind of thing. Most of what we say in science is disputed because we're, we're studying difficult, complex things. Uh, and many times uh, when scientists land on ridiculous nonsense, what happens is they get corrected by other scientists the, the difference now, and then, between now and or now and maybe you know, sometime back during my career, is that th- that if you say that you, another scientist is wrong and it's politically uh, sort of you're on the wrong side of things, you are the one that gets canceled. The, I think that the solution is free speech. I think that, that if you have free speech, you have this like set, this idea that scientists can can say this is not right. 
uh, without fear of their careers, without fear that the government labeling them as misinformation spreaders or whatever, what you'll get back is an honest scientific discussion with a back and forth where learning happens. Instead, now what we have is essentially political science, not, not actual, I mean, <laughs> there's, a, there's a field of political science, a, sci- a, a politicized science rather than a honest scientific discussion. When nonsense happens in science, and it happens all the time, people say crazy hypotheses, they're tested and then uh, people, most people reject them if, because of the data come up the other way. That's what we need. We need free speech restored within science, and that will be the solution to this, I believe. We're speaking here to uh, Dr. Jay Bhattacharya of Stanford University uh, Medical School. And uh, Dr. Bhattacharya, I, I just wanted your, your reaction to this. Story out today, um, Harvard is Daily Mail. Harvard and Yale scientists investigate new condition dubbed long vax, debilitating suite of symptoms linked to COVID shot that last months and resemble long COVID, but scientists stress it's very rare. What, what, I mean, are there are there people who are willing to even look into this honestly at this point? Is this concerning to you? Do you feel it's is it feasible that there could be additional complications, even if they are rare, assuming let's say they are rare, that we may find from the uh, the vaccine uh, for COVID? So I saw that paper. It's actually published in a reputable journal. Um, it's actually a really good sign that reputable journals are now open to publishing. Um, ideas like this, because uh, I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I have the opinion that it was actually a good idea to vaccinate older people in the in, in the um, in 2021 because the vaccine prevents uh, people from dying from COVID and high risk of dying is among old people. I don't, I don't think it was really wise to recommend young people to get it at scale, but that's open to scientific discussion, I think. But what happened during the pandemic was you weren't allowed to say that there were going to be side effects from the vaccine. Uh, even documented side effects like the, the, the high rates of myocarditis among young men, if you said it, you were, you know, you, 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 you could potentially lose your career. Um, I think now that, that, that uh, we can start, if you can start to have an honest scientific discussion again, those kinds of side effects, people are going to find them. This is a new technology. There's going to be some things we'd learn about it. Um, I think normally what would have happened is we would have, uh, we would have adjusted. We would have said, okay, these, these groups are not recommended to take it. These groups are recommended to take it. Talk with your doctor about it. Instead, uh, we were forced to take it. At, at, you know, at risk of losing your many people at risk of losing their jobs. We were told that there were no side effects. People who actually had vaccine side effects were gaslit. Uh, what we have uh, had going on was such a travesty of public health and science. We took a technology that could have just been used to save lives and used uh, offered to the public with adequate you know warnings and and uh, and and uh, uh, sort of caveats about what we know and don't know, and people would have taken it knowing with their eyes full, fully open or not. Instead, what we had is uh, this technology now, many, many people don't distrust it, and they don't distrust, uh, they, they distrust other vaccines as well. Public health has thrown away all trust. Yeah, Dr. Bhattacharya, that, that comes to, to this question. Are you getting people to apologize to you now uh, who might have attacked you prior, and in particular in the medical profession, we had a friend who came and spoke out against kids being forced to wear masks, uh, at a public hearing where I go to my kids go to school, she was reported to her medical board and had to defend her ability to keep her medical license for saying what is certainly true, which is masks on five and six year olds were totally nonsensical. Are people coming to you now and saying, hey, I'm sorry, or are you seeing most people in the medical profession just pretend 
that COVID almost didn't happen and they just want to turn the page and forget everything that they were wrong about. Uh, I'm, I'm seeing, I, I mean, I'm not, I haven't gotten a ton of, of personal apologies. I have seen a lot of people go silent um, and a few people implicitly say, you know, that, 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 that they want, they, they were wrong. I think I'm not so much worried about like the rank and file. I think that the main thing to me is the, is the, the leadership that led us down this path in the medicine and public health. They're the ones that are doubling down. They're the ones that are pretending like they did everything right. They're the ones that are giving themselves awards. Uh, and and the, I don't even care about them getting awards. The key thing to me is that if we don't reject the path we followed, these, the path of lockdowns, the path of school closures, the path of censorship, the path of, of forced, forced uh, uh, you know, mandates and, all, and whatnot, it'll happen again. Because the, the leadership of the, of the medical profession, the leadership of, the, of, of public health, um, won't admit that it was wrong. And uh, that means that the, 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 the next generation of leadership will do the same thing. We have to explicitly reject it. And I think it's going to unfortunately take a, some sort of political, uh, some sort of political sort of change in our politics in order to get it. Because it turned, it, it's, as we learned during the pandemic, medicine and public health is very, very deeply political. Dr. Jay Bhattacharya with us. Uh, his substack is the Illusion of Consensus, illusionconsensus.com to be a subscriber there. Uh, just one more for you, uh, Dr. Bhattacharya. The, um, for, for you in this lawsuit, what would you see? What does justice look like? What is a just outcome in your mind? And, and for you personally, is there anything, you know, do you want a, an official apology from the Biden administration? Do you want money? What do you seek? Well, I don't want I don't want money. What I, I what I want is them to stop censoring. I want them to stop using their the muscle of the government to uh, to, to tell social media what to censor and who to censor. I would I would like to have a free conversation restored. Um, actually, I'm kind of hopeful on that front. Like the the lawsuit apparently has already had the effect of the State Department canceling its regular weekly meetings with Facebook. Um, because they don't, they, yeah, the, the, the judge basically said they're not allowed to have that contact. If the if the government just agree, uh, sort of obeys the order as written, I think that's justice enough for me. Uh, what I've seen though is the government is is appealing this case already to Fifth Circuit. Um, I, I don't understand it. I don't understand how an American government uh, isn't committed to First Amendment. I don't understand how for, uh, a, an American government can defend this kind of censorship activity on the idea that somehow they're suppressing misinformation. In fact, the Biden administration has been a major source for misinformation. They're using, they've been using this power to protect their own mis, uh, protect criticism from others outside from the misinformation that they themselves spread. Um, so it's 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 just shocking to me that an American government would do this. I mean, I, the best form of justice to me for the Biden administration is just, just to stop doing it, stop using their power to censor. Doctor no Bhattacharya, thanks so much for being here with us. Appreciate you, and we'll follow up on this case as it moves along. Thank you. All right, man. We'll come to some more of your calls here, and also a lot, Clay. We got inundated with VIP emails in the last uh, half hour or so, so we'll get to some of those, too. Famed economist and best-selling author Nomi Prince has a warning that we should be paying attention to. She's on record saying that a small group of financial elites are plotting a drastic action unlike anything we've seen in more than 50 years' time. The White House, the World Economic Forum, even Bill Gates are all involved. According to Nomi's research, your ability to spend, borrow, save, and invest could soon be restricted with the push of a button. 
Our financial system is about to be transformed in a way that would have been unrealistic just a few years ago. Nomi states this could be starting as soon as this month. Bank of America is calling it inevitable. If you've got any money in a U.S. bank account or retirement plan, get all the facts at disappearingdollar.com. You may not like what Dr. Prince has to say, but you'll be prepared when events take a turn for the worse. The website you want to start looking at again is disappearingdollar.com. Again, that's disappearingdollar.com. Go there now. Paid for by Rogue Economics. He's Buck Sexton. He's Clay Travis. Together, they're breathing sanity into an insane world. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe you can even have health lock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills to date health lock has helped its members save over 130 million dollars bottom line insurance alone isn't enough to save visit healthlock.com do it today before you see another health care provider that's healthlock.com the number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less, every time you play. You pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. 
Price Picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free Prize Picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match up to $100. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code Clay, that's C L A Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Clay's going to take us into the first major victory against wokeness in media, uh, sports media. That they don't want to talk about. We're going to dive into that together here in a second. Um, I, you know, there's there's some topics that people just all because we all have connection to it. It's all in our day to day, and tipping both from the earning it and paying it side of the equation. People have a lot of opinions on it. Um, we've got a bunch of VIP emails that have come in. Clay, um, Lori, for example, writes: I work for Domino's in Louisville. People don't understand that when we deliver, we get four dollars an hour. And it seems the bigger the house, the smaller the tip. We have companies order $200 in food and not tip at all. It is very discouraging. Well, that obviously is a bad thing to do, and people should tip well. Well, Yeah, and also everybody should know the pizza tipping game by now. I understand we were talking about, hey, you go to get a coffee and they spin that thing around, or you're going to pick up food, and there's all these new... I would say uh, add-on tipping attributes that have occurred lately, but everybody's ordered a pizza at some point. You always tip for a pizza. Like if you if you're screwing that up, that's on you. Oh yeah, no, 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 for sure. Doug writes, guys, I've worked for tips, restaurants, bars, casinos, you name it. My first rule: you're not entitled to a tip. You have to earn it. I earn it with courtesy, speed, accuracy, and professionalism. I don't care how big the bill is. Your tip is based on what you've done. With that said, the government isn't entitled to any tips. A tip isn't pay. It's gratitude for going above and beyond your job. Well, unfortunately, the IRS disagrees, although I agree with Doug here that the tip should be something that, you know, is left outside of government purview, but that doesn't happen. Um, I, I just said this, Clay. I do think there's also a lot of people, and I, I, well, I would put myself in this category. I love tipping big for, for somebody who's just doing a great job. And that doesn't mean yeah. anything crazy. It just means somebody who is... Whatever you are doing, delivering pizzas, cashier at a store, anything, excellence is possible. Excellence is possible in how you approach the job, your interactions with people, and people who make excellence out of the most straightforward jobs, I think a lot of folks like to reward them for that when they get the opportunity with a big tip. Not only that, Buck, you never know when you're going to meet somebody who might have the opportunity to hire you for a better job. And I would just encourage everybody out there to keep that in mind. You just never know. Uh, excellence is so rare in so many different professions. I've hired a lot. I've met people and thought, you know what? I bet you'd be really good at doing some of the things that, that we do in media um, and had contacts like that before. You're part, by the way, of an incredibly responsive audience, one that supports companies creating jobs and careers for Americans all over the place. How about my pillow? This offer they've got right now. Two bath, two hand towels, two washcloths. Right now you can get it on clearance for 25 bucks with the promo code Clay and Buck. Over 70% off in savings. You can go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener special square, enter our names as the promo code Clay and Buck. You can also call 800 792 3269. Indeed. Um, Clay, we'll be coming back here in just a moment. We'll talk about the NBA situation because you're telling me that the ratings have gone way down, much more so 
than anybody uh, in the media, the sports media, have been willing to say for a while. And I'm just going to tell everybody also, we will get to the Eric Adams photo in the pocket situation of a fallen officer from over 30 years ago. Uh, the New York Times doing that story. So that's all going to come up here in just a moment. Also, 800-282-2882. Please give us a call. Anything from today's show, wide open for you. And uh, Clay? I think these numbers are going to stagger people when they hear actually what is going on there uh, and how much the collapse has occurred. I'm telling you, it's pretty extraordinary. Buck, off the top of the show a couple hours ago, appreciate everybody who's been hanging out with us for this long, um, I talked about a story that I popped up on OutKick, um, and I would encourage you guys to go read this. It's long form. It'll take a little bit of time, but a lot of attention now coming down on Bud Light and the idea of this being the most successful conservative boycott ever, and certainly the amount of collapse in Bud Light sales has reflected that many people decided to change their beer brand. I actually think, though, the most uh, successful conservative boycott that actually predated Bud Light was of the NBA, uh, the National Basketball Association, for those of you out there that might not be big sports fans. The NBA is by far the wokest sports league. And for those of you out there who used to be NBA fans, Americans, by and large, Buck, they like basketball. This past year, LSU versus Iowa, women's basketball game, most watched women's college basketball game ever. Almost 10 million people watched. The opening rounds of the NCAA tournament for men set all-time records. Tons of people love basketball. But this is interesting, Buck. The Super Bowl set an all-time record. Never have more people watched a football game in America than when the Eagles and the Chiefs played in the Super Bowl in February. Probably huge numbers of you watched that game. The NBA buck, 25 years ago, peaked in its audience. And since the NBA has gone woke, the NBA audience has collapsed. In fact, I bet you won't hear this anywhere else, Four of the last five years are the lowest-rated NBA Finals of the last 30 years. People have massively turned out, tuned out. In fact, the 2020 NBA Finals lost 80% of the audience that watched Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls play against the Utah Jazz. In fact, a documentary which some of you may have watched, on the 1998 Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan had more viewers than the actual NBA Finals with LeBron James. And so I would submit to you, Buck, and all this data is out there, and I've collated it all in this long-form article, sports media, because they are so left-leaning, has not wanted to acknowledge that what Michael Jordan said years ago when he was asked why he didn't get political... He said Republicans buy sneakers too. And I would submit to you that Republicans like basketball too. And the NBA has gone so woke that it has alienated basketball fans. And I think that if the media 
in sports had actually covered this story honestly, Bud Light might not have made the choice that it did because they would have recognized that there was a woke backlash if you embrace left-wing politics and alienate your core supporters. So I think it's interesting, Buck, because even you, I sent you the link, even you, who is not a diehard sports fan, you were a fan of the NBA in the 1990s. You enjoyed watching it. That was when the NBA was at its apex. Other sports have continued to grow. The NBA peaked 25 years ago and has actually tanked since. I also think that the athletes, uh, some of them, having access to social media, specifically more specifically Twitter, uh, now we know what some of these athletes think, for example, about police or about any number of political issues. And that doesn't sit well with some people when they find out that they or or more. I mean, a, a common one as well would be a apparent disdain for America. Um, people don't want to support athletes that feel at least some people don't want to support athletes who feel that way by watching them paying expensive ticket prices and, and all the rest of it. So no, nothing with the NBA that you're telling me is surprising at all in terms of what I would assume would happen based on viewer uh, behavior. But this is definitely not a story that anyone has talked about because for a while, you know, when people are saying go woke, uh, go get broke or get broke, go get woke, go, what, you know what I mean? What is it? Go woke, get broke. Yeah. Go woke, get broke. Thank you. Uh, people say that and then they say, well, it's not really true. Look at Colin Kaepernick. Okay, well, not only Bud Light, but look at the NBA now. Maybe things are changing a bit. Yeah, and and I think it's uh, I think it's consequential for people out there who tuned out. Remember what happened in 2020. So, 80 percent of the NBA final audience that watched Michael Jordan and the Bulls in 1998 was gone when LeBron played in the 2020 finals with the Lakers. And the players removed the names on the back of their jerseys. This is crazy. I can't even believe it happened. Instead of their name, it said Black Lives Matter, say their names, respect us. They could pick some of these. How many more? I can't breathe enough. Say her name, vote, justice. I am a man, liberation. Uh, And they had Black Lives Matter emblazoned on the basketball court, and Buck, you may remember this. I don't even know if you recall it. They refused to play playoff games after Jacob Blake was shot in Wisconsin when the police had been called to protect the woman that he was trying to go confront, and he was armed with a knife. And there were no charges ever brought in that case because the police shooting was justified. WNBA players, Buck actually wore t-shirts with Jacob Blake's name on them to stand up in support of a man who was abusing a black woman and the WNBA is overwhelmingly made up of black women. They don't want this story to get out because they don't want to acknowledge the power of many of you to make choices in the way that you choose to spend your time and how consequential those choices can be. They are trying, the media, that won't tell you this story. Look at it. Go read it. I just lay out all of the data here. The media doesn't want this story to be out there in the world of sports because they like left-wing politics. They are left-wing. And they don't want to acknowledge so many of you out there that are listening to us right now. 
You have a power, and it's significant. You choose how you spend your time. You choose how you spend your money. And, Buck, one of the conversations that happens on this is people say, oh, well, the Bud Light is cancel culture. No, it's not. It's the marketplace. If somebody, if, if we said, hey, Bud Light should not be allowed to ever be made anymore, that would be cancel culture, right? Telling you, hey, spend your money on companies and on products that respect you and your values is the very essence of how the marketplace should work. And I would submit to you the marketplace worked. And let me give you this last little factoid here that is in this article, Buck. You know the most watched NBA All-Star game of all time? I bet you watched it. Salt Lake City, I believe it was 1993. Uh, 22 million people watched it. Salt Lake City, we're number one in that marketplace. We appreciate all you listening out there. Hosted the NBA All-Star game this past year. A little over 4 million people watched it. 80% of the audience vanished. But, Buck, this is significant. It didn't get a lot of attention. The, remember when the NBA pulled the All-Star game out of Charlotte because of the transgender bathroom bill? And they yeah. relocated it? Adam Silver specifically said, we're not in the business of trying to change laws now when he was asked why they were playing the All-Star game in Salt Lake City despite the fact that the state of Utah has said you have to play sports in high school against the gender on your birth certificate and we're not going to allow kids under 18 to have gender reassignment surgeries. The NBA is trying to do what Bud Light did or as Bud Light is doing, they're not apologizing for getting everything wrong, but they're changing their behavior because of what all of you out there have done to stand up to the choices that they made. So you're telling me that Buck and people like me have gotten results. Yes. I think this is consequential. I, I do think that many of you out there have had an impact that the world of sports will not acknowledge. And sometimes you have to look at the behavior and recognize that they're changing because the NBA doesn't want to admit this. And their allies in the media don't want to admit this. You won. Just like you're winning with Bud Light. If you spend your money with brands that value you and your values, you are changing the way that American companies run their commerce in a good way. You know who probably isn't going to win whoever left their cocaine in the west wing of the white house we have an update on that that is a hell of a transition on where it was found where and this tells us more about who might have left it there the plot thickens we'll get to it you know hot and humid summer days can drain your energy i mean how do you stay ahead of that well rely on chalk's male vitality stack this is a specially created nutritional supplement formulated with only all natural ingredients the leading ingredient in the male vitality stack has been proven to replenish testosterone levels. And that's crucial given that we rely on testosterone for everyday energy and stamina. With three months of regular use, studies show a plus 20% increase in testosterone. That's a noticeable change. The Patriots at Chalk go the distance in creating pure and potent supplements. They lab test their products twice to make sure they're potent. Get to know more about Chalk. Find them online at Chalk.com. That's C-H-O-Q.com. Get 35% off your purchase when you use my name, Buck, in your purchase process. That's chalk.com and my name, Buck, for 35% off for the chalk subscription you choose for the life of that relationship. 
Want more Clay and Buck that you didn't hear on the show? Get podcast extras in the Clay and Buck podcast feed. Find it on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. We're gonna be- Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe you can even have health lock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills to date health lock has helped its members save over 130 million dollars bottom line insurance alone isn't enough to save visit healthlock.com do it today before you see another health care provider that's healthlock.com Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Closing up shop here on Clay and Buck, but we have an important update courtesy of MSNBC. 
on the whodunit of the cocaine in the baggie in the White House. Here is 21, Andrea Mitchell and Kelly O'Donnell talking about where this little baggie of the Schedule One prohibited drug was found. Play it. The big change is where this was found. And it was found, by my observation, in a much more secure place, limited access place, than that West Wing reception area. It's down near the Situation Room, right off West Executive, down below. And normal people just... Average people just can't get in there. There are, in fact, two West Wing entrances. You know that, I know that, but for the benefit of our audience. And now the investigation has progressed, and so they're saying the West Executive entrance, which, as you noted, is closer to the Situation Room and closer to the Navy Mess, where there's the facilities for food and so forth. It is uh, also next to West Executive Drive. That's where, for example, the Vice President's vehicle is parked. Hmm. Fuck. This all right. We we okay. At the open of the show, we were like, ah, this doesn't feel like you can't get there. Uh, you've been in. You've been in the West Wing. Yep. We're fortunate to have been able to to go and visit the Oval Office and and be able to walk through many of the different rooms of the West Wing. The area that they are describing is not an area where anyone could just have access to. And it also gets a little bit scarier in the context of, hey, if there was, for instance, anthrax near the Situation Room, if this hadn't been cocaine, that's a real serious national security threat to not have access potentially to the room that everybody needs to go into when real stuff is going down. So I I, I just, I mean, the number of people that would have access to this area is becoming increasingly slim right yes yeah and a lot of these people could be consequential yes well that's what i said about when you asked uh does anyone care about someone's cocaine use if it's on their own time not at at work if they have a security clearance i mean if they have a, a level of responsibility that Involves national security. Uh, yeah, I, I think it does matter, actually. that That's yeah, when it starts. When to- I was talking about that, I was under the impression this is a 25-year-old low-level staffer who was right. like, partying to get ready for July 4th. What, not what I'm saying is chief of staff of the president. Yeah, if you have, you know, if you have access to top secret and you're somebody that's that's in a position of right, there's being a. Uh, you know, somebody who fetches coffee in the yes. government and there's somebody who's in a position of real trust in the government. If you're in a position of real trust, which seems to be the case, if you're right next to the situation room, although we don't know, um, then I think that that kind of illegal drug use is something of, you know, put aside the morality or the ethics of using the drugs in the first place. It's a public concern. Then it's yeah. something that it's, it's, it's a real issue, right? So, um, we, we shall see. I, I'm starting to think that, well, no. They could find out who, this is what I will say. They could definitely find out who this is if they wanted to. Do they actually want to find out who it is? I think the answer, this is where you get the Secret Service agents. They sit down. They say, oh, you know, the supervising agent who's in touch with the White House, you know, senior leadership, chief of staff. Hey, we, we don't want to make, uh, civil, you know, people have their, their rights here and we don't want to get too crazy and give them the impression that you don't really want to find out who this is. Do you think they really want to know who it is? I think it depends on who it is. I think if it's somebody that doesn't matter and they can just throw them to the wolves and be like, Oh, we were so disgusted that, you know, 
26-year-old or whoever it is who was the, the basically the coffee getter for somebody tried to bring in that snuck this in versus if it's somebody in a position of power. I mean, it's so reckless, Buck, to bring cocaine to a highly secure area of the White House that when we started this discussion, I said that the, whoever was engaging in this behavior, it's an incredibly entitled behavior. It also is suggestive of someone who might have a real drug problem as opposed to somebody who is using drugs, you know, sort of recreationally because it's July 4th weekend and they're going out somewhere on the Potomac and it's going to be a party. This uh, this is a story, I think, that also crystallizes for a lot of people the incompetence of the Biden administration. And so it seems also like a question that the media is going to be captivated by because there's a whodunit aspect to it. I I I mean... We still if don't they know come who leaked the Dobbs. We can't figure out where the cocaine came from. I think that's going to be a hard sell. We still don't know who leaked the Dobbs. Uh, Correct. The Dobbs decision, and that's a small pool of people, and they really just decided, well, we're going to look into it, but we're not going to look that hard. And that's yeah. how the bureaucratic slow roll works. I'm sure Secret Service is looking into this. Are they going to pull fingerprints? Are they going to do fingerprint matches? Are they willing to go to those lengths? It's so easy. You can just see it. Say, oh, well, you know, we, we don't want to devote too many resources to this, et cetera, et cetera. They just slow roll it until it goes away. And I could really see that happening here. So although the media does, they're more interested in this than I would have anticipated they would be. And I, like I said, I think it's because at first it's, oh, my gosh, the Biden White House would never abide something like this. Well, let's see who in the Biden White House was abiding it. I also think it's the whodunit aspect, Buck. There is a storyline here, a narrative of, okay, we know that this was a crime. We know that there was now cocaine found. Frankly, Buck, I'm surprised that they ever admitted that they found cocaine. I would think this would be something that they would cover up and handle internally. I think maybe it was because they had to vacate the entire premises because they were concerned that it might be uh, that it might be anthrax. Yeah. And so then it's like a, a terror attack on the White House. And then it comes out, oh, maybe it was just Coke. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on, on the, the front, front lines, lines of, of truth. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello! 
acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.